What's up, folks? It is Eagle Sunday, and what we hope for is an actual turnaround. What we've seen in the last two weeks, obviously, within the last two weeks, we haven't seen much from the Eagles. The week before, we talked about it on Thursday that we didn't see Nick show up. Last week, uh, Jalen Hurts stated that he wanted to flush this game, I guess, down the toilet. So we'll see what's going to happen this week. Does the entire team show up? Offense, defense, special teams, who knows? But we'll see what happens in today's game as we do have IC here waiting in the green room, both Phil Andrews from New Jersey Network News uh, Network. And along with that, Boy Hazard from Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs Espanol live from Mexico. So we have a good panel of guests on. Thanks to both guys coming on with me this Sunday. And we hope again that this week we shall see what this team is all about as we hope for a W, not one and three, but I actually make this an even two and two record for the season. So we'll get into all that right after this. I'm Angel. This is episode 84 with Phil and Poyle. This is Brawl Street South. Now, before I bring on, of course, Mr. Andrews, the one thing that I want to show to everyone, if I can share my screen here correctly, let me go back. Yep, that one right there. I'm going to bring up here in a second. As you guys can see, let me make this actually full screen if I possibly can. That way you can take me out of the picture. There you go. So on the full screen here, what you will see on the interactions for both gentlemen here, if you guys follow Phil Andrews under at Phil Andrews TV, what you will see, he covers it under sports and entertainment. Oh, and by the way, that link that you guys see right there on the screen where it's highlighted, if you click on that, it brings them to the home screen here at philandrews.tv. And you guys will see the experience and the knowledge that Phil has here. Tons of it coming from, obviously, as most of us have known him from 6ABC. And then over now with the NJNN Network. Uh, lots of experience with Phil Andrews. And it is great to have Phil on with us. And as I will swing on over as well to Poyo's page here on Facebook. Actually here on Twitter at Espanol Chiefs. So you can follow him just as much as we do. And also on Facebook at Chiefs Kingdom Espanol Podcast, which he is live again from Mexico. So I'll bring on both gentlemen here onto the screen. First being Phil Andrews. Phil, how are you today? What's going on? Listen, I, I, it's been a while since I've been on with you. I must commend you on your production uh, skills. The, the, what you guys have done is great. Uh, it woke me. I was actually just falling asleep and. When the music came on, I was like, whoa, what is that? And uh, nice job. you guys, That's a nice job. You've really uh, improved what was already a good show and made it better. Good stuff. No, good stuff. I appreciate it because it's been – it's like everything else. I, you know, we laugh about it because we, we look back to week one, day one, when it started. And I, and I do remember as we talked about it, I think it was on Thursday, Phil, that we had – it was a wobbly table that I set up originally with my laptop, <laughs> which, you know, the webcams on the laptop turned to great. And then uh, it was on actual another box crate on top of that, the monitor, so I can have two things going. And since then, it's become a production studio. So it's 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 getting there. It's work in progress. Uh, that's like in anything. Uh, you know, when you when you own a business, you're constantly changing things, upgrading things to make it better. And this is this is very, very nice job. Very professional, uh, professional look. Good, good, good on you guys. Thank you very much. We got a uh, Boyle uh, here, and we'll get caught up with you in a second because I don't want to leave him too long, hanging too long in the green room. Boyle, how are you? <laughs> Como esta? Buenos dias. Good morning, Angel. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm happy to be here again in what's going to be a really fun game. Uh, really bad defense from the Chiefs and uh, average. Often from the Eagles, I mean, it's, and I think we're going to see a lot of points in this game. Yeah, listen, we hope so. And the things, <laughs> we, we hear the preparations by Nick Sirianni. We hear the preparations by the defense. Uh, Michael Clay, I believe, had a couple of choice words that he wanted to say. Nothing obviously negative about the Eagles and what they're preparing for this week. So it's a lot riding on today's game. It's by no means for both teams. Now, I'm not going to say it's a do-or-die game because it's not. We got plenty of you know weeks to go here. We're only talking about week four. We're leading up to, what, week 18 this year, week 17? So we have plenty more games left. 
things can happen. Things can change. Uh, one thing that we talked about earlier during the week as well is that we didn't expect for the Eagles to really come firing out the gate because brand new coaching staff, brand new set of players. You know, not everyone because we we kept a, a good few from the year before, but things haven't been going as smooth as as they wanted to go. So we'll see what's going to happen today. Obviously, a lot of talk in the media as far as what's expected from both teams. Patrick Mahomes not having the fastest start everyone expected out of KC. There's a lot still that needs to happen and that's going to happen as the year goes by. But before we get into the X's and O's and all the play matching, Phil, speaking of, uh, I didn't notice, obviously, that you have the philandrews.tv, which looks pretty sharp when I brought it up uh, here. Really, that, that looks really good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the uh, 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 same thing. Uh, that 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 is probably – about seven or eight years old, I created it to, to use to promote my work and also to, uh, you know, if anybody, prospective em employers wanted to look at my my history, this, this video of what I've done on there, and, and I've done news, I've done sports, I've done politics, I've done it all. And just like your show, uh, I continually upgraded it to the point that it is now, and I'm, I'm happy with it. So thank you very much for that. So now, the last time we were on, we we're, we're talking about different avenues as far as sports. And by the way, we are going to get into a little bit of this uh, ridiculous nonsense when it comes to one particular Sixers player because it's gotten to the point of now someone's losing salary. Now someone's not doing as well. So it's getting to be just a, a little bit ridiculous to, to what's going on. Um, but we shall, uh, again, it's one of those things that we shall see what's going to happen here with with the with the Sixers with the organization, we'll we'll see. I mean, things things do happen rapidly here in Philadelphia, so we'll get into that a little bit later on. But we're getting into obviously today's game. This has to have a bigger implication, I think, with the other two losses that we've seen. Obviously, the one from Dallas that was probably the worst game so far this season. Can it get any worse, Phil? It can. You know that. I know that. We've seen it from the Eagles before. Do we want it to get better? By all means. So we, Nick Sirianni talked about what the defense needs to do this week, what our, uh, our linebackers have to get the, as far as the protection they need to get at least the turnovers on the offensive line, the protection they need for Jalen Hurts himself. Jalen Hurts, like minimal talk this week as far as it comes to media, but he, like he said, he held that whole entire game last week on him. So the expectations this week for Jalen Hurts, I guess we'll start off with him. What do we expect this week, what we've seen from the past two weeks versus the loss on the 49ers and the Cowboys? Oh, gosh. Um, well, unfortunately, what happens in this situation, because of everything that went down with the trading of Carson Wentz and then the Eagles naming Jalen their start, well, they actually wait until the very last day, right, to name Jalen the starting quarterback. Right. They brought in two seasoned uh, veterans. They brought in a Super Bowl MVP champion, Flacco. And then they went out and got Minshew, who, by the way, I think is really the, the third-string quarterback right now. Um, but the problem is, is, is if he continues to lose and, and, and it starts getting into his mind, he'll start pressing more, and the, op, uh, the opportunity to make more mistakes will be there. Um, I, I, just, I, I just had a, a really horrible feeling about that game Monday night. I just didn't think the Eagles were going to win that game. I didn't think they were going to get beat down as bad as they did. And with each game that you watch Jalen play, you can see some of the deficiencies. And I'm not saying anything that a lot of real football fans don't know to the point where if Jalen was going to be their, their guy, the guy that they traded away their potential MVP from four years ago away, right. why are they talking about going after, after Deshaun Watson? That's my problem. I mean, the kid's got so much pressure on him to come in here, be the guy. And then he hears in the background, the Eagles have given the okay to, to work out a deal for Watson. Uh, he got beat badly in his last game. And if that continues to mount, that's going to create some problems, I think, psychologically for Jalen. I think so, too. I'd, I'd have to agree with you on that one as well, because to me, it makes no sense on why it, the the rumors and the articles and everything else have come out this week on, on apparently Jeffrey giving Howie the green light to make a run at Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun is supposed to be the future of this franchise, then it's the same way. You're looking at Carson Wentz, Nick Foles all over again. Obviously, Carson Wentz felt the pressure when Nick Foles ended up winning as a backup quarterback, the Super Bowl for the Eagles, and you know SB52 here just a couple years ago. And so now we're recreating the same chaos, the chaos, excuse me, the same kind of chaos from just a couple short years ago. And so why do it at this point? Jalen is going to learn. We all know that this is 
technically really his freshman year because last year he only came in for four games. Last game we also saw that obviously Doug had pulled it for, I guess, a pick for most part. Everybody's finally admitting this year. But also because of lack of communication problems between Doug and the front office. So we hope that doesn't rear its ugly head all over again. But again, I don't understand why in the world this big push on why we have to have Deshaun Watson here. Because to me, it seems like you already have your two other backup quarterbacks, within Minshew uh, and obviously Flacco. So now you bring in Deshaun. So then does Deshaun become your starting QB? But let's just say for all intense purpose reasons that he comes in week six. So week six, are we looking at Deshaun Watson, your starting QB, Jalen Hurst, then your backup, which means either Flacco or Menchu are going to their practice squad. To, to me, I don't understand why there's got to be, just like you, and, and I'm pretty sure other Eagles fans as well, why there has to be such a big push for Deshaun Watson to come here. I, I just, to me, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, yeah, I don't think Flacco is eligible for the practice squad. So one of those two quarterbacks would have to go. If, if, if they're making a trade for Deshaun Watson – He's your starting quarterback. That's that's the bottom line. You don't make a trade for a guy with that ability and bring him in to be a backup. So, yes, if they make that deal, he's coming in to be your starting quarterback. I also see uh, the one godfather down there. His, I see his camera's kind of freezing up. I'm going to bring in here my co-host that's normally on set, but he's out there at the link. Uh, actually, I see him. I think <laughs> you're at the studio link there. Uh, Fuji, what's going on? How are you? What's going on, fellas? Game day. There you go. I was going to tell you, Mike, Mike, turn around and, and face the outside so we can see your beautiful face. There you go. <laughs> yeah, see, much better. No, much better. There you go. It's kind of loud where I am. So I'm like back right underneath 95 tailgate. So this is probably like the best area really with no music or anything. Gotcha. So I can actually hear everybody. Gotcha. So, Mike, I, I want to get, of course, you being there live at the link. What is so far the atmosphere at the link this morning, being there from Odark 30? I got down here around 8 o'clock. I mean, it's live and kicking. A couple spots still open, so I'm kind of, like, surprised. Like, a big game, Chiefs, Chiefs in town, Andy Reid, Kelsey versus Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. You know, I don't know if it's just – Eagles fans didn't show up today. They, they, they got the – where I'm tailgating, it's alive and well, and Eagles chants all over. Well, listen, we hope Eagles so. fans are ready to bring it today. I will say one thing that, that tends to drive me nuts a little bit about Philly. Love my city, love where I was born and raised, but it drives me nuts, and it's almost become fair weather. Whether the Eagles – again, it's a rebuilding year. Everybody knows oh, one night. But the one thing that drives me absolutely nuts is that, okay, so you, so you lost two. Angel, I'm having trouble hearing you, but I could hear everybody else. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, unless there's something going wrong here. But uh, I'll check with the, the producer. I turned up my volume, and I think, I don't know if everybody else. Phil, can you, and Boyle, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay. All right, so I, I'm not too sure, Fuji, unless it's just because of where you are as far as the outside. But... Uh, and I lost my little train. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. Yes. Can't see you, but we can hear you. Yeah. You have to turn Look. the other way, Fuji. Turn where you can. The no, I can't hear you. anything. Uh, yeah. Turn around so we can see your face. If you can't I hear see some Chiefs jerseys. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, listen, if, if you can't hear, try to either two things. Try to, to Try to exit out and go back into the link again from the phone. So try and do that. Yeah, he can't hear you. No. He might have to. <laughs> yeah, he's going sideways. Yeah, he'll come back. All right. So, but again, as I just mentioned here shortly, obviously Eagles fans, they, they, they tend to show up in, in numbers. And then when things go wrong, they decide to give away their tickets. I saw a bunch of tickets for sale this weekend, which to me makes no sense. Just one and two folks. Pump the brakes. It'll be okay. Worst case that can happen is what we go one and seventeen become the new Cleveland Browns, which I don't see that happening. <laughs> so it's just it's no. time to calm down just a little bit. But for you, we know that the same way here with Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes has not been who we all have seen in years past. Granted, he's still young in his NFL career. He's already won a Super Bowl with Andy Reid. Andy Reid, of course, comes home today to Philly because it'd be a, a pretty good celebration, just like another QB 
going home to New England today, and all the fans up there have been excited. As my own mother called me before the show got started to let me know how excited she was. And my mom, the knowledge of football is next to none. But she knows Tom Brady. She knows he meant a lot to New England. And so she decided to call me to let me know that he was back home. That's great, Ma. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it's all right. No big worries. But, boy, so Kansas City, we are, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes now. Mahomes not off to a fast start. Do you know of, from the organization, by any means, is he injured, or is it one of those things where he just hasn't played a good enough game yet? No, he's actually really healthy. Uh, he had a surgery, a toe surgery for um, uh, turf toe. Um, but he's, he said he's 100, okay. The thing is, turnovers. That's the name of the Chiefs season, turnovers. Um, you can't turn it up over four times in a game. Two of them were interceptions. The first one, everybody says uh, it, it was a catchable ball. It was a really catchable ball, but he's the fifth wide receiver. It's Kemp. And you throw a no-look pass. He didn't expect it. He's, he doesn't have the same chemistry as Tyreek, Kelsey, maybe even Robinson. Um, you can't make those mistakes uh, because the no-look pass in, in that spot, it wasn't necessary. He was wide open. But, you know, it's the Patrick Mahomes experience. He comes with everything. And I'm okay with that. It's, I, I don't want to, to take away that part from, from Mahomes. A lot of chief players, um, not players, I mean, a lot of chief fans were raving about that in, in, in this week that he has to stop. But, I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's been doing it for three years, and everything has been okay. It's just a bump. I mean, you see he's still the sixth or the fifth um, with most passing yards in the league. Um, the offense is five in points per game, six in yards per game, in points per play. He's, it's worth I mean, the offense isn't the problem. If you see that about Mahomes, I mean, against um, Ravens, it was a um, freak interception that he was throwing the ball and he got pulled. And he threw the ball to right to a defender. But, I mean, you say, you cannot let Patrick Mahomes keep playing. And one of the things that I love about um, Andy Reid is every time, right after a, a Mahomes speak, he comes right up to him and tells him, keep firing, keep firing, keep firing. He knows that the best Mahomes is the, the Mahomes that is um, aggressive every, uh, every game. So I, I really don't think Mahomes is going to um, regress this season like a lot of people are thinking. I, I think, I mean, the, those three first games were... The hardest game the Chiefs are gonna uh, are gonna get this season, um, and well, maybe uh, Green Bay Packers, but that's an offensive juggernaut. So defensively, those are the three best teams that the Chiefs are going to face all year, and to face the best three defensive uh, teams, and you still manage to put up 30 points per game, I don't see it like a really big trouble. Again, we hope that, and, and you're absolutely right, as far as when it comes to uh, Patrick Mahomes, he, he, he may not be playing his, at his best at his level. Uh, we do see Lamar Jackson a lot of times, too, for Baltimore. He struggles early in the season, but then, obviously, Lamar Jackson, you can kind of compare him to, like, the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals, throughout the season, you can count them out. But come when it matters, August, September, the Cardinals are right there, and here they are again in the postseason. So it's the same way with Patrick Mahomes. He may not – and man, it's sluggish for him, but we saw it, I guess, towards the tail end of last season with Kansas City. We saw it during the playoffs, obviously losing it in the Super Bowl. But it doesn't mean that he's out as far as a quarterback. No. Do we expect bigger things for Patrick Mahomes? Yes. yes. As far as the fan base, it's going to get bigger. So I don't think – you know, again, there's no emergency to say that Patrick Mahomes – is not playing at, playing at 100% capacity. But we know he'll get there. I saw that uh, Rick had just put a comment up here stating that Lane Johnson is also out now. Uh, what? Which is, yeah. 
Not a good thing, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to because uh, having here on the third monitor of what's going on, but during a live show, it's kind of hard to see exactly what's going on. But if, if Lane Johnson's out, oh boy, that might make it tough for this offensive squad today for, to protect Jalen Hurts. And we've seen that pocket collapse uh, was in the last two games really bad where Jalen's got to scramble out. And we hope that he throws the ball away a lot more than what we've seen here in the past couple of weeks because if, if that's the... If that's the case, it will not be good. And Rick says again that Sally, the one, the only thing the fans have going for them today is the sunny weather. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the case, but who knows? It, and Mark, if you're still watching, because he, uh, he said it, you can, Fuji's right. I can barely hear you. So hopefully that you guys can end up hearing me. I adjusted the the, the volume mic here, so hopefully things uh, are things happen. It's a live show. That's the way. Unfortunately, the audio technical side of things sometimes doesn't rear its ugly head, and so the, the show goes live. But. Getting into this offensive line, Phil, going back to you here for a second. Uh, last two weeks, we have not seen the best from this O-line. Uh, I think Kelsey, the same way, too. We haven't seen the best from Kelsey yet. Granted, yeah, he is. He, I know he has a partial injury, which has been kind of seemed like undisclosed when it comes to the Eagles. He hasn't been feeling 100%, but still doing at it, at playing at least at best at his position here. Uh, the offensive line coming up here against Kansas City. Are we looking at evenly matched up? Because, again, KC obviously had one and two, the same record as the Eagles. Seems like their offensive line has also struggled for Patrick Mahomes. So do we see at least an even spread this week with both offensive lines from the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs? No. Because if it's true, uh, and, and whoever just uh, typed that in, they probably saw it on one of the pregame shows. If Lane Johnson is out, you're not going into this game with four of your five starting linemen out uh kelsey is the only starter to go today right and you know the one th the knock about kelsey is even though he's been a pro bowler he's always the undersized lineman on the line but you know he does a good job so you know this just makes it even worse for uh for hurts because now where's the protection coming from um you know you're two outs although i i, I have to give dillard credit dillard stepped in you know for jordan Mailata last week and actually was was fairly decent, but the problem, you know, you talked about um, Jalen scrambling. A lot of that is on Jalen. He, he's a first sign of trouble. He puts his head down and he runs with the ball. And if you saw the all 22s from last week, there were several times when he had receivers open um, that he failed to, to pass the ball. And the situation with a, with a, a quarterback like Hertz, uh, you know, when he was in college, he was able to do it all because he was always playing on teams who had the best talent and always playing against teams who had lesser talent. Um, but now in the NFL, everything's even, the talent is even. Uh, it, it could be it could be a long afternoon um, for Jalen. And like Polo said, I, 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 Patrick Mahomes, it's, it's an anomaly because, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I hate to say this, but I can't see Kansas City losing three games in a row. I just don't see it. Yeah, that'd be you and I both, because I don't, I don't see it as well. Uh, again, we'll get into a little bit of a prediction score a little bit later on here, but I, I don't see it as well. Unfortunately, seeing uh, uh, three losses in a row, I, again, as I called it earlier during the season, I predicted that Eagles would have gone zero and six the first six games, just because if oh. you're looking at it just by schedule, if you're looking by the schedule, it would be zero and six, and then the Eagles will start at least marching on to having themselves a Cub five hundred record, but. Uh, the surprising win was against Atlanta, which should have been a loss, but ended up getting the win. And then you thought maybe with San Fran, it, you would have the magical win there. It didn't happen. And obviously with Dallas, one thing again that I expected for them to lose in Dallas, but win later on in the season as they come home to the Eagles on week 14. So it, things can turn around. Uh, you're right as far as with Jalen Hurts making his own issues, his own problems. It's, I, I, don't know, I don't know if this year... If the problem is looking out the visor, looking out from the helmet there of what he doesn't see versus what we all see. Now, it's different, obviously, when you're standing in line in formation there versus what we see on TV. But if he's not you know, having that key sense, that makes it a little bit more tough. So I, I'm hoping that he can turn around this, uh, this week. And I, I see Fuji's come back in with his sunglasses. So let me see if I can get Fuji back on here to see, if, uh, see what he has to say. Fuji, yeah. <laughs> Looks like a mob boss. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Lane, I just got word that I don't know how true this is. Lane Johnson is out today. 
Yeah, we just uh, Rick Marcus just put it up there on one of the comments that Lane Johnson was out. So apparently, I think it's it, that ankle from last year that's hobbling him. So remember when he was dancing in the dancing in the uh, locker room? Yeah, and he got the oh, surgery. Oh, oh. Yeah, so it's 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 unfortunate if that's the case. It's really unfortunate. We hope that obviously. Maybe he'll come back. Who knows? I mean, it's just it's it's difficult to tell with a lot of these minor injuries and how they're plaguing the Eagles. And unfortunately, it's it's week after week after week here. And we've seen that obviously this injury bug does not leave Philly. It, I mean, it happened to the Flyers again. It obviously, happened to the Phillies earlier during the season. Phillies, of course, out of postseason contention, so we will not see a red October in Philly. But we will see a blue and white, uh, I guess, October here in Tampa as the Rays have won their 100th game of the season. The Rays mm. doing some amazing things with a team that obviously uh, does not have the money like the Phillies and the Yankees or any other teams. But it's amazing what those guys have been doing. So, uh, yeah, I, don't agree. I I hear you grumbling. I know you don't like it, but it's just a <laughs> Johnson's out due to a personal matter. Oh. From what just came over. Wow. So good. now we got four out of five guys out. So yeah, so who on that offensive line? He said that Lane Johnson is out for personal issue, uh, personal issue, not injury. So oh boy. Well, first of all, let's hope that whatever it is, that everything is fine. Let's hope it's not bad news because I know he had. I think it wasn't too long ago, if I remember correctly. He had somewhere in the family had passed. I I want to see just two years ago or so. So hopefully it's it's not something that's really bad. Hopefully it's uh hopefully it's good. Good news rather than he had to take personal time than bad news and. Worried about what happens to as far as injuries. Um, Fuji, as far as your take, what I asked Phil earlier here, what do you expect today out of Jalen Hurts? What we've seen from the past two weeks? Me, I'm sorry. I was, yeah. Somebody was talking. Well, I mean, Kansas City. I mean, a six-point differential, three games. Kansas City's pretty much got the worst run. Defense in the league. So Nick Sirianni pound the ball, just like you know when he came out against the land. I mean, you got to just run the ball. I mean, you got to take you got to take the beating of the team, the opposing team's weakness. You know, Rick says That's my that thing. Really I mean, mix it up with Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Kenny Gamewell. Yeah, but we haven't I mean, seen that. That's the one thing that we haven't seen. For great point, but we've yet to see that that three-headed monster, even though it's not really one. But we still haven't seen that. And one thing that Miles Sanders talked about earlier during this week was just that, that he, they said they need to run the ball a lot more. So I'm just wondering. And this, and this will go. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll take it around the panel here. You know, it, we we need to see this this run game, even for Kansas City, no different than the Eagles. We need to see this run game going. So do we see it today? Fuji, I'll start it with you, and then take it over to Phil. Hey, I say run the ball. I mean, you know, you ran the ball three times last week. Like, pound it. Grounded and pounded against a weak defense going under Dave Spagnola. I mean, you got to do it. I mean, the team's last, dead last against the run. You know, you got to use your strengths to their weakness. That's what I say. The run sets up the pass and get the tight ends involved. I mean, Zach Ertz coming off a big game last week. Why not get the tight ends? Now you got Lane Johnson out, so you might have to plug somebody on either end with Andre Dillard or whoever's playing right tackle in to fill in the, the block. So, pound it. Beat this team down to their weakness. That's like I said, pound game well. Mile, let Miles Sanders loose. Get Boston Scott in there, screen passes. Do whatever you got to do to do it. We'll see. We'll see, Phil. Yeah, I have to uh, agree with what he just said. Uh, I mean, three designed runs for the running backs last week. That That's unheard of, right? Especially when you've got one of the top running backs no. in the league in your backfield in Sanders. All the other runs were, you know, from Hurts, and some of those weren't designed. It was him taking off and running with the ball. Um, yeah, you got to run the ball. I mean, how do you how do you deviate from that game plan? Unless, of course, you're in a situation like they were Monday night against Dallas, where you fell behind. And as you know, when you fall behind, you don't run the ball. You pass the ball to try and catch up, and that became a problem. Uh, lots of pressure on Hertz. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mike is 100% right. You have to run the ball more. 
And they've got three guys who are capable of, you know, getting to the outside and, and making things happen. Let's hope uh, Boyle from the Kansas City side. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. You know, the problem right now for the Eagles is for um, offensive linemen injured, right? So, well, not injured, not playing. So the best way to counter that is by running. In When you don't have that chemistry, when you don't have that chemistry in, in your offensive line, uh, it's easier to block for a run than block for a pass. So you got to run. And against the Chiefs, you can do whatever you want. You can run, you can pass, and you are going to succeed. So don't worry about uh, the, the defensive side of, of the Chiefs. That they're bad for, uh, against the run. Well, they're bad against the pass. But the thing that hurts most the Chiefs is the play action. And in order to to succeed in play action, to make it a really efficient game, you have to run the ball. Everybody knows that, right? So it's really easy to to beat the Chiefs. Well, I mean, to run against the Chiefs, to pass against the Chiefs. But the best thing, like you have been saying, is run the ball. Don't stay uh, away from the run, even if you are behind 14 points. You know, Andrew Reid, he tends to um, step off the, the gas. He doesn't like to run the, um, uh, the game away. He doesn't like to, to kill the opponent. So you still have the chance to come back with a running game. So I really think, and in the other side, you were talking about uh, the offensive line that is going to have a lot of problems with uh, Jalen Hurts. Well, Chiefs' offensive, uh, defensive line is one of the worst in the NFL right now um, in pressures. And it's, it's 25% of the salary cap. It's on the defensive line. So I don't know why one of the strengths of, in textbook from the Chiefs is one of the biggest weakness right now. So for me... No, uh, Lane Johnson, I'm like, nah, you don't need him right now. And you can name me uh, whoever you want, and you don't need them right now. I mean, Frank Clark has been underwhelming, and he's not playing. That's going to be his best game of the season, maybe, because he's not playing. I mean, every time he's been there, he's been a liability. He's making, I think, 28 millions a year. So... I don't think the Eagles are going to have a really bad day in offense, even with the four backup linemen today. Right. That's absolutely true. And, and by the way, I, I see Chipper, hang on for one second. I want to bring up your comment here live. Uh, same way with Fuji here. By the way, uh, Atlas Van Lines, you're welcome. You got apparently a tons of free promo there as Fuji was <laughs> going around in a circle. So <laughs> you're welcome for the free promotion there, Atlas. So you guys, in case you guys need this, is that better? Know, need a show. Nah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> is that better that I'm not advertising Atlas Van Lines? I mean, is. what? <laughs> <laughs> if they need a, if they need a show to get, hey, look, there's 95 above me. Is that better? That's fine. Now you got don't me in the sunlight. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's all it's all funny games. So I don't, I'm not worried about it. It's just the way it happens. But again, I want to talk about it. You guys made all great points here. The one thing that I was going to play today, which I'm not going to play at this point, because it, it's tending to drive me a little bit crazy. I want to see if you guys kind of somewhat agree on it. Zach Hurts last week was mic'd up in Dallas, and you know we hear him talking about getting the boys hyped up, screaming their ear, getting himself, you know, to the point where he wants to get game ready. But Zach Ertz is not playing to Zach Ertz's potential. We heard that this offseason, it could have been a possibility, he could have been traded. He knows that he didn't want to be traded. He wanted to have all these different things. He wanted to stay in Philly, so the Eagles kept him around. Jeffrey Lurie kept him here. But I don't see Zach Ertz making a potential difference. Not saying that Dallas Goddard is doing anything super spectacular either since week one. But we're looking at Zach Ertz here, and Zach is just not playing to his full potential. So, Fuji, I'll start here with you. Zach Ertz, again, as much as we expect to see great things from Jalen Hurts, is Zach just not prepared anymore to be an Eagle, or is it just one of those things where he's just going through some sort of weird, phenomenal fluke? Well, 
I mean, it just seems like the injuries are creeping up on him. I mean, he's probably, you know, playing with a hamstring injury, and he's, you know, he was, like you said, he was mic'd up last week. He had 113 yards receiving the touchdown. I mean, the guy is bringing it, but, you know, he's probably playing through the injury. And, you know, of anybody on this, you know, res- you know, you got a rook- bunch of rookies with this receiving core. You got him and Dallas Goddard. I mean, he's the veteran that's been there. He's won the ring. He knows what it takes to win. You know, he's firing up Jalen Hurts to give that man some confidence. And he, you know, you know, he's the leader on this offense right now because he's been here. He's been through the trenches. He's got the ring, the hardware, the Super Bowl to bring it. Besides Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks. You know, he's the one on this offense that knows everything. So, basically, he's the leader, and Jalen Hurts is still getting his feet wet. So, you know, I give Jay, I. I give Zach Ertz a break, and he's he's basically the quarterback trying to lead Jalen Hurts in the right direction. I mean, you don't have a you don't have an experienced receiver that's been through the trenches with Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, you know Jalen Rieger, and he's been there. So I say, give Zach Ertz is the quarterback of the offense, even though he's playing tight end. European, same thing here when it comes to Zach Ertz. Yeah, I, I, Zach Ertz is not a problem to me. I mean, he I think he was the leading receiver in last week's game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sorry. he's been an outlet. Yeah, I think he's been an outlet for, um, for for Hertz as he as he was for Carson Wentz, which is what the tight end is designed to do in this offense. Uh, Zach Zach Ertz is really for me. He's the last of their problems on offense. The fact that, that like the other night they didn't run the ball as much as they should. And, and Mike hit it right on the head. Look how young this receiving core is. They're all, what, first and second year players? They don't have that veteran wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a serious problem. So, yeah, I don't I don't see there being an issue with with, uh, with Zach Gertz. And speaking of Kelsey, Polo, I mean, you guys, the Chiefs have one of the best tight ends in the league. People could say that he's also been struggling just a little bit early in the season, but that could be – as a result of the way that, um, you know, the quarterback is playing, too. Yeah, and the thing is, the double teams, you know, Tampa Bay uh, put up their uh, way to uh, not stopping, like slowing down the Chiefs often, and it's by not blitzing. And if you don't blitz the Chiefs, you can uh, rush only with four, uh, sometimes with three and a quarterback spy, because you know Mahomes tends to to leave the pocket really early. So the thing is, well, while rushing four guys, you can double up Tyreek and you can double up underneath uh, the Kelsey. So that's been the problem. We don't have um, a two uh, number two wide receiver. It's actually something strange. They're calling it like a number two wide receiver by committee. I haven't seen that before, and and that's been the problem for the Chiefs. You don't have a truly number two wide receiver. That's why they they went up there and and bring Josh Gordon from the streets. He's not playing today. I actually don't think he's gonna play until um, the week six or seven, something like that. Um, but that's been the problem. Double team against uh, Kelsey, and he's right now. I think four or five in yards um, in, in, in the whole league. I mean, it, as a tight end, he's number one, but as a wide receiver and tight end, he's number five. So he's been struggling. It's not the same. It's You see sometimes they forcing the ball to uh, for for Kelsey, but you need a, the other wide receivers to step up. That's true. And listen, I have a comment here because I want to kind of wrap this around when it comes to you guys. Chipper over from, and by the way, if you guys get a chance, Redline Radio LLC, if you guys uh, check them out as well, they have a show tonight called Steel City Renegades. They're on from 7 to 8.30, of course, Pittsburgh playing Green Bay today at Green Bay. So that's an important game for the Steelers. But Chipper, part of the Redline Radio LLC group, along with Dave, Lee Money, uh, Lex Vegas, 
all those guys do a great job over at Redline Radio LSC. So you guys get a job, uh, get a get a job. Good Lord Almighty! Boy, when things go live, <laughs> if you get a chance, check out their Facebook over at Radio uh, Redline Radio LLC. So thanks to for the comment here. Uh, he followed up with something else as well. He says to trade our offense for the Steelers' offense. <laughs> yeah, it's almost just about uh, equal at this point. But again, we're you know Kansas City, and, and I'm going to ask you a question here about Andy Reid here. Uh, for you in a second here. I'll say it in Spanish that way because I know you have a lot of your viewers today watching live from Mexico, and we do appreciate it. But this team here, and, and I know I, I harp a little bit on Zach Ertz because we've seen Zach Ertz do better. And I think, I don't know if, if again, and Phil, I'm going to go back to what we talked about earlier when we mentioned about Carson and Sean Watson. I don't know if, if in Zach Ertz's mind, it was one of those things that plagued him during the offseason, whether he was going to be here or not be here, immensely prepared to be here. And I think as the time will go on, obviously it'll get better for Zach Ertz. I guess my expectations, along with the other maybe Eagles fans as well, is just we expect more out of Zach Ertz. But again, we are, you know, I tend to, to forget as well, we do have a complete new coaching staff. And it's hard to gel these guys with our current players that we've had, our new players that we have. And so things need to work itself out. So I, I even though it may seem a little harsh on Zach Ertz, but obviously still doing Zach Ertz things, I just wish he would perform a little bit better. But again, we'll see what happens this week against Kansas City. But Boyle, getting back to you, uh, one of two things, and Phil, uh, by all means, if you press two on your video screen, you can hear it translate in uh, in English. When, when uh, what I say here, it's a running joke with Pollo and I. But uh, one of two things. Para la gente de México, muchas gracias por viendo el show hoy. Gracias por Pollo estando aquí con nosotros con Chiefs Kingdom Español y que ustedes ven el juego más tarde hoy. Será con una hora de ahora o casi no, 45 minutos de ahora. So gracias Pollo estando conmigo y también nosotros sabemos que hoy Viene Andy Reid para atrás, para Filadelfia. Y nosotros sabemos que estaba aquí con nosotros por 12 años. Uh, siempre cada momento eh, con nosotros que, y orgulloso que estaba aquí. No ganó el subo con nosotros, porque ganó con Kansas City. La semana pasada dijeron que no se sentía bien. Y entonces esta oh, semana, yeah. no sé cómo se siente, pero yo sé que está, tiene tan alegre estando acá abajo, uh, atrás en Filadelfia. No sé si he escuchado algo de Andy diciendo que si él, él estaba ready para venir para atrás, está you know, listo para venir para atrás aquí en, en Filadelfia, pero ¿cómo se siente Andy de que tú sabes estando aquí en Filadelfia otra vez? Ah, es, es algo que estaba feliz Andy Reid de, re, de regresar, siempre ha hablado bien de Filadelfia muchas veces eh, a través de su trayectoria en, en, en México, en México, perdón, en, en Kansas City dice que le encantó su estancia en Filadelfia, sobre todo el Philly Cheese Stick, que le, que le encanta. Este, está bien, tuvo una deshidratación solamente, ya hacía mucho calor en, en, en Kansas, pero ya se ve bien que va a, estar, va a estar de regreso al 100%. Y como te decía, él no se iba a perder el regreso a Filadelfia, que tanto menciona que le gustó mucho su estancia. Okay. And, and what I ask here, just so everybody can kind of stay in contact here as far as in tune with the show. So what I asked Boyle uh, was that Andy Reid, obviously, we know he's coming back here to Philadelphia. We know that he was our longtime coach here in Philly uh, for many years. We understand that he also left last week, obviously, after the game, because first it was considered as far as heart palpitations. Come to find out that he was just dehydrated for the most part. Yeah. So we wanted to hear from the Kansas City end of it how Andy Reid felt coming back to Philly. And we know that, obviously, when you come home, it's a whole different thing where you're going into that visitor's locker room. We've seen many players leave from the city of Philadelphia, go to other teams, and then we come back here. It's an odd feeling when you're on the visitor's side of the house. For Andy Reid, it's obviously a big welcoming to come home. And as Boyle had stated to us that he was excited, obviously, coming back here, back to Philly, uh, missing the cheesesteaks as most places where you go to that you end up missing because it's not an original thing. It's like having a Chicago hot dog outside of Chicago. It's not the same. It's a hot dog, but it's not a Chicago hot dog. So it's good yeah. to see that Andy Reid is obviously back in town. Uh, Phil, I don't know how the – obviously, none of us are there at the stadium, but I'm pretty sure we'll get to feel the energy. For Andy Reid, he's not going to get booed. That's more than the obvious here in Philly. Nope. But if you're Andy Reid, I want you to put Phil as Andy Reid, you in his shoes. What would your expectations be? Not just, I'm not excluding as far as the game. How would you feel in the expectations? How would you feel stepping back into the link now as a visiting winning Super Bowl coach? Um, well, first of all, he's, he, 
he's going to feel comfortable, right? Because uh, that was his home for the longest time. Um, and he's really, you know, it's funny when you when you go back and think about when Jeffrey Lurie hired Andy Reid, he was the quarterback's coach from Green Bay. It was like, oh, who's this guy, you know? And he, <laughs> he ended up leaving Philadelphia. He's the, he's the best coach in Eagles history as far as wins, losses, and success, um, although he didn't win the big one. Um, I, I don't think it's stepping in the link is going to be a problem for Andy Reid. And you're right. I, I, I cannot see the fans booing Andy Reid, uh, especially after what happened this past Sunday when he had to leave the game. I think he'll get a nice reception. And also, don't forget, uh, guys, that at the end of the first quarter, uh, Shady, uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, he's, he's retiring um, right. as an Eagle. And at the end of the first quarter, they're going to announce it and honor him. So kind of cool that he gets to do that on the same field as the guy who drafted him, Andy Reid. So when Andy Reid was back here as, you know, as the head coach, he, he drafted uh, Shady McCoy. So that's that's also something to look out for. They're not giving him anything at halftime, but uh, they'll honor him at the end of the first quarter. So that's I think that's kind of neat. Oh. I, I do believe, again, and Polo, I, I know Polo, you, you're being very kind, Polo, but I, I just can't see, <laughs> I can't see that team losing three games in a row. Um, I just don't see it. So, I, unfortunately, I think the Eagles, and please, Eagles fans, don't get mad at me. I'm being realistic. They, they, they probably will be one and three at the end of the day. If they're not, well, then thank goodness for that. You know, you, you, you hope for – you think the worst, but hope for the best in this situation. So, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if Jalen starts to struggle early, um, the, fans, the, the fans may get on him, and that may make it even worse for him. We hope that it's because Shady being in the house uh, this week, and, and matter, as a matter of fact, we have two more retirees coming up in the Eagles uh, uh, Ring of Fame there coming up. I think it's, I want to say in two weeks or so. Yeah. If I if I do remember, and as a matter of fact, I think I do have it up here. Yep, do here. For the Hall of Fame, the Eagles Hall of Fame, Trey Thomas and John Runyon coming up here in just a matter of weeks. Same thing, and, and I'm pretty sure Shady will end up joining that group there as well. And, and obviously, you know, it's kind of tough. I felt bad for Shady and obviously for D-Jax because they wanted to win it here in Philly. And so Chip Kelly comes here, and that's enough as far as when it comes to Chip. But he comes here, gets rid of both of these players, and, you know, history rewrites itself. Obviously, the Eagles end up winning it with Doug Peterson. I know Shady talked about during his press conference that you know, uh, as in a roundabout way, he wishes he could have done it here in Philly, winning it all here. Uh, he was fortunate to get a Super Bowl ring. And he gets to retire, not one with the Eagles, but he does get to retire with the Eagles. And so I hope he is the difference maker in today's game. And maybe that between the Eagles fans, the energy and the energy from LaShawn McCoy, hopefully that will help with the, an Eagles victory today. But I also wanted to bring up quickly the injury report <coughs> as we got it here. was Jordan Mailata, apparently he's out. He's not playing. Uh, Landon Diggerson, originally kind of questionable. I do think they, they acted on him activated him if i remember correctly marcus Epps, Lane johnson obviously out now that we heard for personal reasons not because of his ankle jason kelsey is supposed to be in for foot rest uh ronnie mcleod and Damian taylor so it, again thankfully the inactive list isn't too bad but these are guys that are not completely ruled out minus lane johnson for today uh and jordan marlotta but minus those two guys it it shouldn't be too bad overall uh the one thing that I do want to reflect upon, obviously, with going around here at the NFL, I, I know a lot of us are not fans of the obvious New Englanders, but Tom Brady goes home today, Phil, and he's right, going cool. home as obviously a six-time champ in New England. You know, one here with Tampa Bay. I know the welcoming committee that was at the hotel waiting for him to get out of there had screamed and, and hollered and everything else, rightfully so because of what he did for New England. Now, if New England believes they're going to play spoilers today to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hate to break the news to them because they're going to see old nostalgic Tampa Bay uh, Tom Brady out there versus what they expect out of their young quarterback. So uh, if you had to take a, a guess as far as even when it comes to New England game, what do you expect, Phil, out of New England as far as win or lose and then the fan appreciation itself, obviously, from Tom Brady and his homecoming? Wow. Well, a couple of things. Um Tom Brady won't have Gronk. Gronk will not play because he has he has fractured ribs. So his compadre won't be there. And I know that uh, Patriots fans were probably also looking forward to seeing Gronk. I think Brady needs only 68 yards to become the all-time yardage leader right. in the NFL. 
if he surpasses that, which I can't imagine Tom throwing for less than 68 yards, uh, the, the uh, Patriots will pause. They won't stop the game like they did for, for, uh, for Drew Brees when he did it, um, but they'll pause to acknowledge the fact that he did it. He'll get a standing ovation, um, and then the game Ooh. will move on. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, Tom, terrific. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean he, how many Super Bowls did he win for Patriots fans? Six. How can you be mad at the guy? Right. You know, it, it was time for him to move on. Um, and he moves on. What does he do? He goes to another team, an unlikely team, and takes them to the Super Bowl. So maybe there's something to this magic. I mean, the guy's played in 10 Super Bowls, 10, and he's won seven of them. So um, they're going to go in as the better team, I think. I think they may be favored today. Uh, being uh, being at, uh, at that stadium is not going to phase Brady at all. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun game to watch if you're a Patriots fan. Think so as well because obviously they're, they're expecting big things obviously from Tampa Bay today. and Antonio Brown I believe was reactivated I know last week he had a uh, he missed it for which we thought that some you know that Tom Brady was or not excuse me that uh, Antonio Brown was going back to what he had done beforehand but apparently the same thing with Lane Johnson here uh, he had a personal issue that he had to deal with um, it wasn't disclosed and, and it's personal so it shouldn't be disclosed out to everybody but hopefully uh, AB will be reactivated again for the Bucks because I do believe. He did make the trip today with the Bucks, So hopefully that situation got taken care of. Um, Boyle, as far as like another game that, that I want to kind of quickly get into, we've got about some nine minutes of change here left on the show. Uh, one of the rivals, obviously, for Kansas City is Baltimore, who plays Denver. Baltimore is 2-1, Denver is 3-0. So Denver being one of the few if uh, teams that are left here undefeated other than what Carolina, I believe, and L.A. and, and Arizona, does Baltimore – pose a bigger threat to Denver today? I mean, do they win over Denver, or do you expect for Denver to beat Baltimore today? Uh, no, I mean, the Denver Broncos season starts right now. The other three games were like pre-season games. Their, um, their first three teams, um, they have a combined record of 0 and 9. I mean, none of it was the Jets 0 and 3, the Jaguars 0 and 3, and another three team 0 and 3. I can't remember right now. Uh, I think it was the Giants. I mean, it's been really easy for the Broncos. Don't get me wrong; they're a really solid team. They're a really complete team. Um, one of the best defense in in the league. One of the top three um, defensive backs in the league. So they're a tough team. But I don't see them beating the, um, the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens right now. I mean, Ravens, their juggernaut offense is really hard to stop. Uh, the, the Denver Broncos, Broncos' weak link right now is the run defense. They're really good against the pass, but they are struggling just a little bit um, stopping the run. So I, I, I see this game as... Um, just like the Ravens uh, gave the run against us, uh, they're going to receive the Kansas City Chiefs treatment. They just run the ball right up ahead. Right. And uh, uh, Chipper brought up a good comment here when he said, uh, well, Brady, Bill, and hug, hand, uh, handshake, or just wave? Uh, great question here, Chipper, because uh, who knows? If Obviously, Tom loses. Everybody knows. He just walks off the field. But it'd be interesting to see. And there wasn't really a lot of love this week on the radio when it came to Brady and Belichick because Belichick was accusing apparently Brady of taking the playbook out of New England and and bringing it out to Tampa Bay. So it'll be interesting to see how this game ends up playing out. But the other game that I I would like to get into as well, obviously, and th Phil, I'll, I'll bring this one up with you is the Cardinals and the Rams, both teams undefeated. Kyler Murray looking better as as he continues to evolve as quarterback. You know, taking that pressure off. Obviously, his rookie season, getting into his own rhythm, his own style right now. And the Cardinals are looking pretty hot. So are, obviously, the Rams with the trade that they made from Detroit. Matt Stafford looking pretty daggone good when it comes to the Rams. So, obviously, two undefeated teams going to L.A. That's a 4:05 game start. I'm wondering, as far as between those two, who walks out with a win? And, it, you know, it's that's a tough one. Two great teams at 3-0. Yeah, uh, what a great trade. Um, you know, people thought that's crazy. They gave up two first-round picks. To get him, but listen, right now it's paying off. Uh, I mean, his first game, man, he throws that bomb and boom, hello, welcome to LA. Right. Um, 
you know, Kyler Murray, you're right. Kyler Murray is uh, he's tough to contain, but obviously the Rams have the one guy who's pretty good at, at containing him um, and Donald. So it'll be that'll be another fun game to watch. There should be a lot of points scored in that game. Both defenses are good, but the offenses are equally as good. So it'll be fun. To watch that game, I, sh- I should probably get the, the the dish right so I could see all of these games at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have it. I just don't have it. But uh, ooh, gosh! Well, the Rams are going to be favored, obviously. Um, but that's a toss-up. I really do believe that. I'm not sure, Polo. Do you know how good um, Arizona's defense is? Their pass defense is. Well, uh, it's surprisingly good because they uh, <clears throat> they released. Uh, Patrick Peterson and everybody thought they were going to be really bad and their top six, I can't remember, they are five or six um, in passing defense. So that's been a surprise for them. Right. There you have it. So strength against strength, I guess. So the, the last game i like to kind of chime in with here, obviously the Giants play New Orleans. That's an easy win for New Orleans. No offense, G-Men, but apparently, which again, at 0-3, but again, stranger things can happen. We got Pittsburgh at Green Bay, and Pittsburgh, Ooh. just like the Eagles, now are taking a slide. Uh, tough matchup. Boyle, you know, obviously, from the AFC when it comes to Pittsburgh, uh, we're yeah. hoping, and I, and I, again, on the Steel City Renegade show, I said that Pittsburgh would end up walking over the division this year. Not by much. It'll probably come down to the last week. But again, plenty of football still left. Obviously, Cleveland Browns, are they're picking up right where they left off last year. So Cleveland looking really good in as far as in the division. But... Pittsburgh, Green Bay, it's a hard one because, unfortunately, uh, Ben is not looking too well. And the offense seems to be having, again, another slow start, especially from last week's game, not looking too sharp. So, boy, I'll start with you. Uh, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, who pulls off the win today? I mean, it's a a really strange game because the, the Steelers... They don't know what to do in offense right now. Everybody knows their defense is really good, but they threw their targeted uh, Najee Harris 19 times last game. 19. He had 12 catches. Just talking about that, uh, those stats for a wide receiver is insane. But we're talking about uh, running back. I mean, that's that's really crazy. I haven't heard that stat before. So they can't run the ball because their offensive line sucks. So they try to run the ball with short passes with uh, Najee. That's the way they're giving the, his biggest playmaker right now the ball. Uh, the other thing is that the Steelers are really banged up right now. Uh, Juju, I don't think he's going to play. He didn't play for, um, uh, I think, three, three quarters last game. Uh, Claypool had nine catches, but he was in and out of the game because of injured. Um, Deontay Johnson didn't play last game because of injuries. I think he's playing this this time. So it's going to be a really strange game from from defensive part of the um, uh, of, of the Steelers. And if you see Big Ben <laughs> falling when he's throwing a pass, a pass. He's physically not good in, in a good shape right now. I am one of those guys that think that Pete, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be in a way better place with the Haskins if he's playing. I know he's not that efficient, but he makes a lot of big plays. And that's what this, uh, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh uh, offense needs right now. And in the other side of the ball, it's going to be really fun to watch the offensive power of Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, Devante Adams, obviously uh, Mr. MVP, Aaron Rodgers, against a really, really good defense from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think the Green Bay Packers takes this home again, uh, but it's going to be a, a really fun game to watch. All right. So expectations, Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Um, did you see what Aaron Rodgers did last week? Yeah. We had 30 seconds left in the game to win it. Um, you know, he he is uh, – he's unbelievable. He's the guy that came up a couple of years ago with the term relax. And sure enough, after their first loss, the same thing happened. And what has happened? He's brought them back. Um, Polo, I don't think Claypool is playing today. I think Claypool oh. is – I think Juju is playing. He's going to play hurt. 
Um, what I would do, and you're absolutely right about Big Ben. He's just not not in great shape, and uh, he's not the guy he used to be as far as being able to totally. pocket. What I would do is I would I would lean a little bit more today on Najee Harris. I mean, he, he he's really fun to watch play. I would try and run the ball a little bit more if I was Pittsburgh, and then pick and choose when you're throwing the ball. Uh, especially when you don't have Claypool. I mean, that kind of speed on the outside. So, but again, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. And the one thing you never do, you just don't – you never bet against Aaron Rodgers. So, I can see Green Bay winning this game. Yeah, you're exactly right. You never bet against Aaron Rodgers. Nope. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, doing – listen, a lot of talk, obviously, we, we saw, obviously, during the offseason. And Aaron Rodgers just wanted it to pretty much, I guess – have more room for everyone to talk and communicate and everything else because it, he said it was owed to the Packers fans. And you know what? He had a great point about it. So you can't, you know, you can't hate the man because obviously he knew exactly what he was talking about. He knew what he wanted to do. It had nothing to do about money. Obviously, he rejected that one as far as the uh, the restructure contract and, and paying more money. But we all know he's going to retire as a Green Bay Packer. And they're probably going to add two more years to his contracts. There's a lot of things that are going to happen in Green Bay. But, yeah. It, it's kind of tough to say that obviously Pittsburgh will win this game unless from some crazy miracle ends up happening. But yeah, Green Bay walks away with this one. I, I don't think it's, you know, you're, you're not probably talking about a big blowout either. But then again, someone today is due for a big blowout game. Obviously, we saw that from the Cowboys last week on Monday night. Uh, so someone is due for a brand new week and we shall see. There's one video that I want to play before we all sign off here. And uh, by the way, Meek Mill drops a new album this week and uh, the title of this one is called Expensive Pain but it was tied in with the Eagles so we need to motivate the crowd here before the actual game starts well hopefully there's a little motivation for everybody I'm not in competition with my homies. I'm whipping the competition in the rollers. I knew my opposition never knew me. They wouldn't be opposition if they know me. I made the proposition to my hitters. I told them to knock them down if you owe me. I just been sliding around here in the building. We moving with cop pounds in the 40s. Up, got shot down. We was whoring my homie. I opt now, so we on her. I was like 16 with the Mac on me. Deep in the field like it's pop on her. Where did the scene cracked on me when he got real? Try to slide on her. I made some ends with the guys on it. We keeping it real. Nah, and my homie is having. I put in a casket and I'm at a hill because he died on us. Just love his viewing, and I told his mom every time that she cried, we gon' slide on her. I look you right there in the eye, and I ain't surprised you ain't ride for us. How would you feel if you bust a mill with some and they suicide on you? How would you feel when you so lit that you can't tell if the love real? If I can't tell you nothing, I tell you how I thought feel. And you ain't your stash can pay my bill. Meek Mill can't get you fired up. I don't know who can. So it's a great show by the guys today. We do appreciate it. By the way, everyone, if you want to catch the live replays and by all means, subscribe and like to our Broad Street South uh, YouTube channel. The same way when it comes to BroadStreetSouth.com. View the replays. Also, while you're there, you can listen to the audio version of the show, which we downloaded after the show here. So you, look, you can listen to the audio side from iHeartRadio to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pondex Index, uh, Spotify, Whenever you download your audio, yes, we try. <laughs> we try to download the audio from everywhere. So if you guys get a chance, please visit BroadStreetSouth.com. Take a look at all the links are on there. Oh, by the way, also available on Amazon Music as well. So uh, good things happening and so more things to come here from Broad Street South as season hey. progresses. We're into year two. Sure, Phil. Angel, just real quick before we go, you talked earlier about another uh, Red October without the Phillies in it. And yeah. how ironic that Gabe Kapler, right now, his team has the best record in baseball, 106 wins. That's you know, it's, it's, it's Terry Francona all over again, right? Yeah, that's, a, that's a dagger that. to the heart. But it's true. It's a <laughs> point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, because we saw Gabe. Listen, he's like, I, I refer to him as, uh, uh, from MTV, good Lord, at the Jim Tan Laundry there with the boys. Yes. Uh, so he, it's the same way, too, but. Listen, he, it wasn't 100% analytics because I know Sam Fran has stated to him that he didn't want 100% analytics with that team. But you know what? It, say what we want to say. He's out of Philly. Now, potentially here, he could be making a good run in the postseason. And it's, yeah, that one, that hurts. Thanks, Phil, for reminding me of that one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that. But listen, the postseason looking pretty good. Though. All the teams that are in, I mean, it should be a really interesting postseason. Obviously, Houston... The fans are loving they're back in there. Yankees may not. Obviously, from you know the whole trash can thing, whatever you want to call it. But Houston looking great. Obviously, the White Sox, same way out of Chicago. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the postseason, so this should be a good matchup. 
Uh, coming up here in just what in, in a couple days here, we see a wild card winners, and then the division series starts from there. So, unfortunately, even though the Bryce Harper carried the Phillies on his back for the most part, especially the last month of September, they came up short. And we hope for better things during the winter meetings this year. And I know you brought up Sir Anthony Dominguez here at the uh, just yesterday. And I guess, I don't know if that's because of trade bait or what happens, but we'll see. The offseason and the winter here, and obviously during the winter meetings, are going to mean a lot to Philly. And if Matt Glentak talked about spending stupid money just a couple years ago, that might have to be the reason. Don't spend a whole bunch of it, but you're going to have to definitely beef up. One is the bullpen. Oh, <coughs> by the way, down there in Clearwater, the Threshers, you guys need to find just a tad bit more talent because this year we were fortunate to watch a couple games down there from the Threshers. Not saying by all means they had a bad season, but a couple players need to say, well, you know, I tried, my career's done, and move on from there so we can move up throughout the league. But a lot of things to have more Phillies. I'm pretty sure we're going to be reflecting upon the longest-running, I think, team right now in MLB has not been in the playoffs since obviously winning the World Series. So things can change. We're, we're expecting bigger things from the Phillies, same thing we are with the Eagles here. But... Phil, I don't, I, I don't want you to go away after a podcast is over here real quick so I can talk to you about something. Uh, you know, today's today's my laundry day, man. Is it? It's my laundry day. Sunday's my cleanup day, and the game starts in 25 minutes. I know what you want to talk about, and I'll be, I'll be willing to talk to you about that, but uh, I got I to gotta, I gotta clean my undies, man. No, it's, listen, I, I, try, I try. I try here. Uh, Boyle, thanks for joining us again from Espanol uh, in Chiefs Kingdom there in Mexico. Muchas gracias. No, it's, it's a pleasure. Just a last stat. Andy Reid, if he wins this game, he will be the first head coach in NFL, NFL history to win 100 games or more in two different teams. Yep, it's incredible. It's really incredible. And see, if Phil didn't yeah. put the, the knife in there any harder, you just decided to turn it two more <laughs> times to us. But it's okay. It, it, it happened. Hey, the same thing happened with Dick Vermeil, right? Dick Vermeil. Leaves here and wins the Super Bowl oh, yeah. somewhere else. It's like the guys leave here, and boom, they they they're successful elsewhere. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's so true. It, I it, it's listen. What else can you say? It's honestly God's truth. By the way, thanks to our sponsor as well, Tampa Joe's Philly to South, the official fan club of Broad Street South. Here, everyone's down there at ninety three sixteen Anderson Road. We hope that everyone enjoys a game there in the house. We know there was a visitor from Texas going down there to watch the Kansas City game. So hopefully, uh, her family made it out there to Tampa Joe's. So, everyone, uh, please take a look at our local restaurants here in Tampa, Florida, as well as Philadelphia, Pennsylvania here. But support Tampa Joe's, and we appreciate it. Same way with LG Direct Sales Solutions at lgdirect.net. Larry Gilman, uh, by the way, if not only is it secure payment solutions, but also if you need apparel, please go to lgdirect.net and or call them at 855-777-3863. That's 855-777-3863. And, of course, my favorite, because it is our special partnership with Goose's Mighty Crystal Lounge and Tobacconist, visit him at <clears throat> oh boy, 250 West, Limerick, <laughs> 250 West Ridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania for the finest Mighty Crystals in the Delaware Valley indoor to CigarGoose.com so you guys can enjoy all the fantastic flavors that he has up there, but you must be 21 in order to purchase, to purchase tobacco products. So again, thanks to Phil Andrews. Thank you to Poyo. Everyone else, we hope that you enjoy the game. I will bring up here the closeout here. Enjoy the game. We will see everybody come again come next week. So uh, go Birds, and let's hope they win. Maybe, I don't know, by 21-17. So go Birds. <laughs> we'll see you next week.